Welcome back to my podcast. I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this day and allowing us to choose you, Lord, that you have given us free will to be able to choose what we want or we can choose you, Lord, that we are not people that don't have a choice, but we have freedom in you, Lord. Father, I thank you so much for everything you're going to do. Father, I also pray that you would just use me today to speak to those who are listening to this podcast and you would just encourage everyone who hears it, Father. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of what you're doing, Lord, in your kingdom for your glory. Father, I just pray that everything um, that is said today would just be encouraging and uplifting to everyone who hears it. Lord, I also pray that it would be something something tangible that we can all take and bring it back into our own lives and use it to bring us closer to you, Lord, to bring more people to your kingdom. Father, I thank you so much that this, this podcast is all about you and about what you're doing and about what you want to say. So I pray that all of those things would be true of this podcast today, that it be everything that you desire to say and you desire to go forth. Father, I just thank you and I praise you for all these things in Jesus' name, amen. So recently, my husband and I have been looking for a church and I think looking for a church can be one of the hardest struggles because I think we all silently want a perfect church. And whether or not we express that desire or tell others that that's what we're really looking for, it's what we're really looking for. Somewhere where everyone is nice, everyone greets us, they sing the right songs that we want to hear, they preach the right sermon that we want to hear, all of these different things. But I think sometimes we have to allow those checkboxes to be checked in a way that we don't expect. We have to allow that experience to not be everything that we expect it to be. And we have to really allow the Holy Spirit to show up and to help us to know where it is that we're supposed to be and not be be so judgmental and not be so focused on these little things that we want and be more focused on the place the Lord wants us. Because I think when we're more focused on the place the Lord wants us to be and less focused on the things we want in that place, I think we are going to be able to, we're going to be able to make it to wherever we need to go a lot quicker. Because I think if we're, we're just so focused on these different things, these different checkboxes that need to be checked, it's going to be so much harder to find that place, but we need to we need to follow the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead us to wherever he wants us to go. Cuz I know that he has a special place for all of us to be in his kingdom work, be a part of the lives of other Christians to to engage in community with other believers. And I think it's just such an important thing. It's not something that we can just ignore. We need community to be able to do what the Lord has called us to do. He has he hasn't just called us to a solo mission. He's called us to to the body of Christ and we need to be a part of that to be able to fulfill our calling. I think sometimes we think of certain callings as a loner calling, as someone who is all by themselves, someone who fulfills their calling all alone. But we forget that even if it seems like they were alone, 
Their callings still involved other people. Um, for instance, I think one of the main ones I always think of when I think of a loner calling, I think of prophets. Prophets often were by themselves most of the time. They were in communion with God, but it doesn't mean that their their mission, their their outreach, their calling wasn't about people. They had to bring the word to the people. So people were still involved and the success or failure of the people, whether they chose to listen or not to the wisdom or the the word of the Lord, it showed like it had a huge impact on the prophet's position. If the people decided not to listen to the words of the prophet, then the prophet would go in a different in a different route of his position, his job, his calling. He would have a lot more warnings to give the people. But if the people listened and heeded his warning, it would go in a more positive direction. The Lord giving words of encouragement and guiding and leading the people. So it's just, it's interesting because I think sometimes we, we think that all we need is the Lord. All we need is the Lord. And I think to an extent, this is true. I feel like we need to make sure that our foundation is strong. We are founded in the Lord, that our relationship with the Lord, our intimacy with the Lord is strong, that it's the base of everything that we do because we need that. When we have that relationship with the Lord, it pours out into every other part of our life. But the pouring out of the anointing, the pouring out of everything the Lord has given us, our calling, our our purpose, the love that He has placed inside of us, is not just for us. It's for everyone we come in contact with. And some of those people, the Lord has ordained for us to be with other believers. So we can encourage them in their own walk with the Lord. We can encourage them to be closer to the Lord themselves, so then in turn, they can turn around and impact other people for the kingdom, for the Lord. But I feel like we forget how important our role is beyond our calling. Our role in the body of Christ to encourage and uplift each other is almost just as important as our calling to further the kingdom. There are people in your church and if you haven't found a church there are people in the church the holy spirit wants you to go to that need you and even if you don't have a huge impact even if you're not up on stage every weekend whenever they have service it doesn't matter you will still have an impact there if the holy spirit wants you to be there there is a reason you have a purpose for being there all that to say um my husband and I went to a church this last week and I just, it's funny because we've been, we've been looking for churches for a while now, probably seven months, <laughs> which is a really long time. And I think sometimes like, it's funny because I feel like there are people on both sides of the spectrum. So you have the people who are just ready to settle. They don't want to do church shopping. They just want to go to church and stick there because they don't want to, you know, every Sunday look for a new church. And I understand the struggle. I don't like that. I really don't like church shopping. I don't like going around to church, to church, to church, and not finding a place where we can establish ourselves, where we can get involved. It's a really, 
difficult experience because you almost feel like a, I don't know what the word is, but like a wanderer. Someone who's just going from church to church and doesn't really have a home. So we finally found this church and I'm not, I'm not completely sure if this is the church for us, but I think that it was amazing just what the Lord did. Like we've been going to several churches and I think every single time we left feeling like something was missing or something that wasn't right. This church, it was just a nice place. And I think the people there, the atmosphere, the message, everything came together to make it a place that felt like home. And sometimes I think we forget that home is an awkward place. You know, it isn't a place where everyone is perfect. It isn't a place where everyone has it all together. It's a place where we belong and are welcome and are loved. And I, that was the atmosphere of this church. And I, I don't know if there's ever been a church where I've gone and it felt that way, except for my home church. But there wasn't another church like that where it just felt like I was welcome there and that I belonged there. It hadn't felt that way in such a long time. So that was, it was an interesting experience for sure. But I just wanna encourage you today, if you have been, you know, following the Holy Spirit and he's led you to a certain church and you know that's where you need to be. This is the place where the Lord has called you to be for this time. And something just doesn't sit well with you. And it doesn't matter what it is. Either it's been taking a long time to get involved or it's been taking a long time to meet people and all of these different things. I just, I feel like the Holy Spirit is really saying this today, Saturday, that you need to ask him. You need to speak to him. He wants to tell you why you're there. He wants to tell you the purpose of you going to this church. If you feel like this is the church the Holy Spirit's led you to. And all you have to do is say, Lord, why am I here? I think so many times we get caught up with this question of, am I supposed to be here? Is this really what I'm supposed to do? And I think it's just the enemy. He's trying to distract you from what the Lord has called you to do. He's trying to get you off track. He's trying to keep you from your calling there at that church to encourage the body of believers. He's trying to get you away from them because he knows you belong there. So instead of asking what if, or am I really supposed to be here? Start asking the Lord, why? Why did you bring me here? What is your purpose for me here? How am I supposed to get involved here. And I know that the Lord is going to open doors for you. And I think sometimes when we we make these decisions to ask the Lord, we're like, Lord, guide me to this certain place. Lead me to whatever you want for me, Lord. And that is all good and great. But what happens when he leads you there? You're just gonna forget about him? And I think the perfect example of this is the, the Israelites. When they made it to the promised land, in God's mind, it wasn't the plan for the Israelites to make it to the promised land and then forget about God. But what did they do? That's exactly what they did. They made it to the promised land and maybe they were there for a couple years, maybe a couple hundred years. I'm. We see in the scriptures that not a whole long time after they arrived in Israel, they immediately were looking for a king. 
And what did that mean? It meant they did not feel like God was a sufficient king. And I think sometimes we forget, we desire a presence over God. We desire a person over God. So I think that we need to just be careful that we're not placing people above God or greater than God in our eyes. And in that regard, I think sometimes that person that we place above God or before God is ourselves. And it's it's when we think we know. It's when we think we have better knowledge than God. And we say, okay, God, I know exactly what the plan is. I can do it all by myself. No, even when the Holy Spirit leads you to where you need to be, you still need to be seeking the Holy Spirit. Because the minute, the minute you start acting in your own strength, the minute you start acting in your own understanding, you have made an idol out of yourself. And you are placing yourself on the throne of your life instead of the Lord. We need to humble ourselves and say, Lord, take back the throne. Continue to lead me. Let me not get puffed up because I think I know what your plan is. I think for me, sometimes I get so caught up in the fact that I know a piece of God's plan that I'm just so excited that I just want to tap in. I just want to do something about it. But I forget that that like even though I know the place he wants me to be, even though I know the basics of what he wants me to do, his ways are still higher than mine. I still can't understand everything that God is planning. Really, honestly, as a follower of the Holy Spirit, as a follower of Jesus, I don't want a life that's apart from the Lord in any sense. I don't want to just get from A to B and say, goodbye, Lord, uh, wait till I get to the end of B and then I'll meet you up so you can take me to C. I don't want my life to be like that. I want us to take every step together. And I am in no means saying that I'm perfect at this. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm good at it at all. I'm really not. I'm still a human and I still make mistakes. But I think the Lord is really teaching me recently that I need, that I need him. I need him in every single area of my life. And if there's any area in my life that I've chosen to take the reins from the Lord, that I have chosen to place myself on the throne and to make myself the ruler over my life, I need to stop. I need to go back to the beginning. I need to go back to step one. I need to go back to the minute the Lord said, Kendra, this is what I want you to do. I need to go back to that and say, Lord, this is where we are. What's next? And I, I want to challenge myself and I want to challenge you to stop looking at these certain journeys as a destination. It's not. It's not a, oh, we were at checkpoint A and now we're at checkpoint B and that was the most important thing. It's not that. It's a journey with the Lord. It's a journey with the Holy Spirit, allowing him to speak into our lives, allowing him to be a part of our life. And not only that, I feel like it's so much more than that. We think that our life is all about us. But when we choose the Lord, he turns it around. Our life is all about him. 
and it's it's not so much it's not about it's not about our desires anymore it's not about our plan anymore it's about his plan and i think that's why we have to continually surrender because as soon as we make it our plan that's when sin enters and all of these problems happen and all of this anguish and anxiety and frustration come into the picture when if we just left it as it is we just allowed it to be the lord's the lord's plan because what did we do when we chose jesus we said lord i want you to be the lord of my life and in doing that we're saying not my plans lord yours and if we're going to say that, it has to be for every single thing we do. Hey, I think of a master and a slave, and I know the Lord doesn't treat us this way. He doesn't treat us like a slave. But it is a similar dynamic in the fact that a, a slave doesn't really do much outside of what the master tells him to do. He does almost every single thing the master tells him to do. And that even includes eating and sleeping. Okay, you can have lunch now. Okay, you can go to sleep now. And I think that as, as he is Lord over our lives, it, we need to start taking every step and saying, Lord, what are we doing here? because you are the Lord of my life and I follow you. And I think it's just so amazing because the Lord has redefined what Lordship looks like. Because in the past, it used to look like someone who, who, who made someone, who forced someone to do something. They didn't have a choice, but we do as Jesus, the King over our lives, the Lord over our lives, he's given us a choice to choose him, to choose what he wants to do, to choose his plan over ours. And I think it's so, it's so funny because I think often we forget that if the Lord is not the Lord over our lives, there are only two other people, other persons that can be the Lord over our lives, self and the devil. And I, I think the, the flesh is so against being called a slave or being in a slave master relationship where they do as the lord over their life says that i mean we're lying to ourselves we're deceiving ourselves if we don't think that the lord it when the lord is the king of our life when the lord sits on the throne of our life he treats us well when we sit on the throne of our lives when the enemy sits on the throne of our lives, they treat us just like a slave, dragging us around, not listening to what we have to say, not giving us a choice, beating us up. I, I mean, it's hilarious. The enemy forces us to do things, forces us into these different situations because he's a slave driver. And, and on top of that, he can't stop there. Why stop there? He also lies to us, incessantly guilting us. I mean, he's just so evil. And yet the thought to our flesh of the Lord being on the throne of our lives is terrible. Oh, he's gonna make me do all of these things I don't wanna do. He's gonna make my life the worst. It's so not true. 
That is a lie from the enemy. He doesn't want Jesus to be the king of our lives. He wants us to be on the throne. He wants to be on the front of our lives. So he can make us miserable. So he can make us hate ourselves and our life. But Jesus wants to do the exact opposite. And he's giving you a choice. He says, you can choose me. I won't force you. I won't make you. He bought our freedom. The enemy just wants to enslave us, drag us around, make us feel worthless. The Lord wants to call us his child. He wants to love us. He wants us. He wants to welcome us into his own home to be a son of God. That's what the Lord wants. And yet we're so deceived thinking that if we allow the Lord to do what he wants to do in our lives, we wouldn't enjoy our life anymore. But the enjoyment that we get from sinning, the enjoyment that we receive from living life the way that people who, the king of their life is the flesh, the king of their life is the enemy. We think that the enjoyment they receive is the best thing that they could ever have. It's all a lie. It's not even true. It's not even real. None of those things will last. None of those things will truly satisfy your soul, fills your longings. None of it. But the Lord, He will give you pleasures forevermore. And they won't just satisfy you here on the earth. And they're not evil. They're not like the pleasures of sin. They're good. And they satisfy the very depths of who we are. Because at the root of the gifts that the Lord gives us for eternity to enjoy with Him, they're rooted in love. The things that the enemy pushes us towards or makes us lust after or makes us desire of this world, they're fleeting and they're rooted in sin and deceit and lies. And they'll make us feel even more empty than we already feel. Why would we want that? I want to choose the Lord to be Lord over my life. And even if there are times where it seems like what he's taking me through is difficult or hard or not something that I would have chosen for myself, I can remember that it will always be better than what the enemy has for me, than what my flesh wants for me. Always, every single time, it will be better. It will be greater. Even if it brings suffering, it will be better. It will be greater. It will be best for me. That's what I want. And I pray that that's what you desire as well. I hope that this week is just is an awakening for you. That the Lord reveals things to you that you haven't known before. And that you enjoy this week more than you've enjoyed the weeks before. That you have true fellowship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. And then I hope you come again next week to hear another episode. I just, I know that if the Lord's a part of this podcast, that every single time you come and every single time I record this podcast, he's going to say something good. He's going to encourage us that day. So I pray that you'll keep on coming back. You are so loved by the Lord and me. I hope you have a great week.